Hey, Momentum Church, how are you guys doing today? Man, we're so glad that you guys are here. What great energy, what great truth in those songs. There's great truth in that. You know, it encouraged my heart, man. It wrecked me first gathering, nine o'clock, just singing those words. That God, my strength may fail. My strength does fail. Does your strength fail? I'm so thankful that God loves me not because of who I am, but because of who he is. That God is faithful. That even when I stumble, even when I fall, even when I mess up, make a mess of it all, that God alone loves me. And his goodness, his love, the Bible says, is new every morning. I, I read that this morning, that, that his mercy is new every morning. Um, our staff, we just came back from a trip in uh, Orlando. We had such a good time just learning and sharpening our edge and uh, we, we believe that not only should we work in it, but we need to work on it. And sometimes you got to back away to be able to work on something. And as we got away, and man, we just man, learned some incredible stuff. And it was a church planning conference. So there were literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people who they were either a church planner, um, want to be a church planner, um, church planner's wife, um, just, you know, all kinds of uh, ministry people there who had said, you know what? Man, we're going to take the hard road, and, and man, we're, we're going to do this thing. And, and America, America needs hope. And the hope of America is Jesus. It's not a church. It's not a religion. The hope of America is Jesus. And so I'm just so thankful to be able to be here today with you guys. I love y'all. I thank God for you. Um, I really do. This is so much fun to get to do this. I, I truly, I wake up, I'm so excited to get to go to Momentum and get to worship Jesus. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, it's something I get to do. It's not something I have to do. And there was a time when I had to go to church and, uh, <laughs> you know, spend a couple of days. No, just kidding. Um, but I'm so thankful I get to instead of have to such a difference. And so if you guys are here for a first time, just man, thank you. I, I personally want to meet you and I thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I was out last week and, um, I was actually here, but kind of in the back and Took my son to uh, Knoxville. We went to the orange and white game, and uh, that was really fun. Got to spend some quality father-son time, and uh, that, was, that was a great time. Man, y'all missed it, though. This last week, uh, you missed it. We went to, uh, on Friday, we spent the day at Islands of Adventure, and it was an adventure. I think Matt referenced it a little bit already, but it, it was great, man. You know, it, it found out a couple guys on our staff don't like roller coasters, and um, they found out their senior pastor doesn't like Harry Potter. <laughs> we went on, I don't, anyone out there, you ever done the Harry Potter, um, the new ride? Okay, I see that hand, I see that hand, Sarah, I see that. Did it make you, did it make you sick at all, motion sickness? No, you just rocked it, it was all good. Chair went back, the screen, you were on the broom, it was all cool. Did you try any butter beer? That stuff rocks, right? Like, we don't have that in Gulf Breeze, that was crazy. It, it, they took, like, butterscotch, it was, what was it, was it, like, cream soda, and then they ground butterscotch, and it was like this cream that they just poured on top. Oh, have mercy. It was worth the five pounds I gained, man. It was crazy. But uh, we had such a good time. And uh, one of the rides, um, I don't have it because we just got in late last night. But if I had it, maybe sometime it may, may appear. But Frankie, <laughs> Frankie, after we got there, said, now, y'all know I don't do roller coasters, right? You're like, y'all know I don't do roller coasters. Like, what? So he's like, I'm telling you, man, many people have tried. Many people have failed. You will not get me on one. 
Guess, guess who got him on a ride of his life? Yeah, man, we, we arm-locked him, man. We literally, this honest-to-God truth, we arm-locked him. He was trying to wiggle out of there. I'm talking about the whole line. Like, we're waiting in line, right? We get up to the front. We're, oh, man, we're hanging with him, and, and he's got this rope where you can duck under, you know, and, and uh, what ride was that? Was that Popeye's or what? Well, I don't know, but anyways, was it Popeye's? Jurassic Park. Sounds a little more scary. Jurassic Park. So we get all the way up there, man, and we're literally, man, I got, I got like a wrestling lock on him. He's not going anywhere, and we get up there, and then the guy there is as serious as all get out, and I hope I don't screw this one up, but he's serious as all get out, and he looks at us. He's seeing us wrestle him on to the boat. It's a big drop, you know, and, uh, and he says, no, seriously, the only way he's getting on there is if he goes by his own free will. We're like, I, I wanted to punch the dude in the throat. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been wrestling with this joker for half a minute. You're kidding me? You know, and then what did he say, Frankie? You remember the phrase that pays? That's right. <laughs> he said, yeah, man, 42 inches or seven years old, it's no big deal, man. That girl's doing it right there. She's like third grade. And so we got Frankie on there, man. But, but there's a picture, and we don't have it. I, I promise you we don't have it. I really wish we had it. I believe in miracles. That would be so cool if it just popped up. But there was this picture of Frankie right before the big drop, and he's like, <gasps> I mean, he looked like he literally just messed his pants. It was crazy up in there. But we had, we had such, such a good time, man. We, it was just good, man. It was good to just laugh together and have, have fun. And, you know, Christians are supposed to have fun, right? Like the world might want what we have if we learn to laugh a little bit. Instead of being, oh, man, you know, you know, life sucks. You want to be a Christian? <laughs> you, you don't want Jesus, you know, hello. Um, it doesn't work too well that way. So, so, you know, it's good to laugh. It's great to have fun, and we had fun. I got to tell you this story just to give God the glory. Um, we, uh, we were at the conference one day, and we kind of missed the whole lunchtime. You know, we kind of just had a segment of it. And so it was time to, time to go eat. We were looking for somewhere near the place. And McDonald's was right there, right? <laughs> like, isn't McDonald's always right there? You know, and, and you, know, we're, you know, we're really health conscious around here, and we believe in eating good. And, you know, man, I, I love protein shakes, and, you know, organic stuff is great. And so since we care so much about our health, we look for a Popeye's. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, where is Popeye's at? And so we get to Popeye's, and we get out of the vehicle. And God, it just gave me a major victory in my life. And, like, God just, like, really had probably an hour before that, just something really cool happened there. And, and so everyone gets out, and they go inside, and I think I was kind of steering everyone towards Popeye's, and they like Popeye's. They definitely like it now since we found some sparkle, this Cajun stuff you put on there. But, but uh, I, I went to the back, and I just, really, I just really wanted to pray and thank God for, for what he had done in my life. Like, like something that would have messed me up a year ago didn't mess me up. I got the victory in it. Are you with me? So there was spiritual maturity. There's spiritual growth. I was kind of put on the spot for a video. You know, I don't like being put on the spot too much. You know, in third grade, I was at a church, and preacher, I have no clue, man, right? He calls me up from the whole church. He's like, why don't you say the books of the Bible? I was like, thank you. <laughs> going to slash your tires, preacher. No, okay. So, um, you know, and I, I went through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. You know, went through the whole thing. I got to the end where it gets real tricky. And it probably only was a couple of seconds, but I couldn't remember, man. Zachariah, Haggai, I say who? I, I just tripped up. 
And I just remember looking out there, like I could not remember it. I remember everyone looking at, you know what I'm saying? I was just being put on spot, but man, I got put on spot to do this video and, and, and God gave me total confidence and total courage. And so I just want to say thank you, Lord, publicly. I already said it privately. But privately at Popeye's, I went behind the vehicle. I got down on my knee, and I just thanked God. I said, God, thank you so much. And I, I don't, we, we're in a hurry to get to lunch, but I don't want to miss the moment. I want, to, I want to give you thanks, God. Thank you. You are awesome. Thank you. It's good to thank him. He's worthy. And so anyways, the staff comes back out, and they're like, man, they're like, man the machines are down. Now we lost time, and we're not going to be able to eat here. No one has cash. You ever put your mind on something? Brother was eating Popeye's. <laughs> I wouldn't leave without it. So I go inside. I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, can we please come back and pay you? I'm a pastor. It may not mean much, but I'm honest. I promise I will come back, and I will pay you for all the Popeye's we can eat, okay? And, um, and she said, you got to go talk to my GM. She's outside. So we go outside, and there's the GM. And, man, she's just stressing out, man. The machine's gone down. Man, they're losing business. You know, oh, it's bad. And I walk up. She sees me coming, and I start to ask her, man, you know, and I, I ask her, you know, can, can we just come back and pay? And she said, no, no, no. She stopped me right mid-sentence, and she said, you just pray for me. You just pray for me. I said, I'll pray for you right now. <laughs> we can make a deal right now, man. Come on, let's pray. And, and there are two other people in the little shed, and I don't, I'm not sure what was going on, but, but I was like, you need prayer too? Come on out here. We're going to pray for you too. I don't know if they're Christian, don't know if they love God, I don't know, but all of a sudden, we're having a prayer meeting, and so they come out, hey, Mike, Mike, how can I pray for you? Finances, all right? Mention, all right, Bridget, how can I pray for you? Wisdom, all that, okay, so we pray right there, man, and we pray, and when we're done, she's like, you just follow me. I was like, yes, ma'am. So I'm following her, and she goes inside to the manager, and she's like, right here, my boy, hook him up, hook him up, right here, what do you want? Go ahead. You got this? You got, you got, I'm like, yeah, did you hear? Hook me up, and uh, they hooked us up, man. We had free Popeyes when the machines were down. We still had Popeyes for free. About $60 of Popeyes. Add some sparkle. And we, we found out sparkle is amazing. Hope they have it in Pensacola. So we had such a good man. We're eating, and little did we know, there's a guy in there. He loves Jesus. We didn't even know. We were up in that place. All of a sudden, this guy, he loves God. We get there, and he starts singing. Like, he, like, all of a sudden, God was just in the place. You with me? Like, joy was, it was just crazy. It's not happened too many times like that. But next thing we know, we're clapping, and he's singing, man. And, and people come behind the counter, man, and they're clapping, and they're singing. And we got a choir up in that place, man. Give, give me some free Popeyes. We just may have church. We just may have church up in there. It was crazy. And at the very end, I, I go to give Bridget, the GM, my business card and tell her, when you come to Gulf Breeze, we're going to hook you up. We're going to bless you back. And she said this. She said, when y'all pulled in, she said, I knew the register were down. I want you all get out of the vehicle. I want you all get back in. And she said, I turned to Mike and the other lady. She said, and I told them, they're supposed to be here. They're supposed to be here. She said, and I, I watched you kneel down and pray. She said, so when you were coming over, I just wanted you to pray for me. Because I, I believe you believe in prayer, right? And I was like, man, you never know who's watching you. I didn't think anyone was. And our prayer was, God, while we were there, pack that place out. And I'm telling you, no one was there when we got there except for our friend. And when we left, man, that, that place was booming. It was awesome. And God showed up. And, you know, that has nothing to do with the message. I really want to share that story. And, uh, and just tell you that wherever you're at, Jesus can have his prayer answered because Jesus said, Lord, 
as it is in heaven, it be that way on earth. Let what's up there come down here. We get to be Jesus everywhere. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It's not just here. Jesus isn't just here on Sunday. Jesus goes with us throughout the week. And I just want to say, man, Lord, you're awesome. Thank you. So for those, the rest of you that are like, that guy really likes Popeyes and I'm a first time guest. And, you know, I wonder if he's going to preach the Bible, you know. Um, hold on. We get to it. Here we go. We're in the book of James. And um, we're talking about um, James. And we're talking about wisdom. And, and James is all about relevant wisdom for life. You got to understand a little bit about James. James was the half-brother of Jesus. Jesus actually had brothers and sisters. It's in the Bible. Some religions don't talk about that, but it's in there. Jesus had family members. In fact, at one point, he's teaching, and his family's outside, and they're going to have a little intervention. They're like, let's go in, let's get him, you know, let's get him home. You know, he's crazy. James did not believe. He was not a Christian, was not a follower of Jesus. James followed Jesus. Jesus brushed his teeth three times a day. Jesus made his bed every morning. Jesus flossed every day. I mean, Jesus was perfect, right? And James wasn't. And that kind of probably rubbed a little bit. Jesus um, doesn't give up on James. This gives me great hope because I have friends and family and neighbors that, you know what? They don't believe in Jesus, do you know anyone like that? If you don't, I would say step away and meet some people. Meet some people. We all got to, and Jesus was a friend of sinners. Make some friends. Be friends with sinners. It's good. You know, that's good. Don't, don't be in a Christian bubble. Jesus was a friend of sinners. And so Jesus doesn't give up on James. After the resurrection, Jesus appears to James. James puts his complete hope, trust, confidence, faith in Jesus, so much so that he pins the first book that was written in the New Testament, about 40 to 50 years, somewhere in between 40 and 50 years, A.D., which means after death, after Christ had died, all of a sudden, an unbeliever who turned total believer writes the first book that would be part of the canon of Scripture. That means part of the New Testament, 27 books. That was the first, James. And James now is a father figure to people who've been believing in Jesus longer than James has. James has this incredible influence, an incredible stage, incredible opportunity. And so he begins to speak to us about wisdom. And and he's telling these people that are being persecuted to to trust God and to say, hey, you know what? Testing is going to come. Troubles are going to come. Trials are going to come. But it is okay. Count it all joy. Be Glad when life is not going exactly perfect. Have joy. Because, man, those are some of the best times in our lives. When we look up and we get to see God make a way when there was no way. And and he says, do any of you lack wisdom? Let him ask God. God loves to give people wisdom. And and do it in faith. Kind of context from where we've been the last couple weeks. That we should come to God. We should come to God boldly. We should come to God boldly believing that God is a diligent rewarder of those who seek him. So go to God. But now all of a sudden, James kind of, verse 9 and 10, James chapter 1, you got your smartphones, you can pull it up. And by the way, if you don't have version downloaded, download it right now. Pull out your phone, download version. It's a free app. It's amazing. I think there's what, what was that, over 90 million or something like that. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, thank you 
Life Church for blessing us with this gift. And, and man, you can have devotions right there, so there's no, no excuse. You don't, man, you can get it right there, but download it. We're in James 1, and uh, I, love, I love it, because wherever I go, my phone goes, right? Any of you kind of sleep even near your phone? Anyone? Uh-huh. Anyone never turn your phone off? Uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, the phone's always right there, right? And what's so cool about it is just a touch away from the Bible. And I want you to understand something. The Bible is filled with truth, and truth matters. Truth will change your life. Truth will set you free. It really will. And so James says, you know what? We gotta get this truth out. These people are being persecuted. They've scattered all over the place. And what happened was people were dying for their faith. Do you know that today in 2013, there are more people dying for their faith than any time before in history? And yet that seems foreign, a foreign concept to you and to me because we can leave here singing God songs, get in our car with air conditioning blowing in our face and listen to Hillsong United or Passion. You know, man, Chris Tomlin, and, and it's cool. And we shouldn't feel guilty about that. We ought to realize how blessed we are and that blessing ought to, ought to encourage us to live boldly for Jesus. Well, what happened in James day and age was people were being martyred and blood was being shed and all of a sudden the all of a sudden the blood of the martyrs became the seed of the church and the church started taking over it started growing and not just numbers on sunday morning what happened was jesus it was like it was like a jesus flashlight was on and all of a sudden in a very dark community and communities and nations all of a sudden jesus the light and the love and the hope of Jesus was being portrayed. And Jesus will change some people. Jesus' love, Jesus' presence will really make some things happen. And so here, James, James tells these people some very important stuff, and I think it's applicable to you and I today. And I'll be honest with you, I really wrestled with this passage. This one was a hard one to prepare for and because it's, there's tension in it. You ever walked into a room? Maybe, you, I don't know, you ever walked in a room and you, you walked in right after the fight? <laughs> you don't know what was said, but there's some tension. You're like, okay, then I'm just gonna get my chocolate and leave. And you just had you just did the tension. Well, tension is good, it's healthy. And, and James gives us some tension here because he's gonna talk about money. Y'all know people get funny when you talk about money, right? You know that? And he begins to talk about the poor and the rich. In fact, in our text, he uses some words that, man, kind of, ooh, they ooh, push us back a little bit because the truth is every one of us here are rich. You may only have a few dollars in your account. You are rich. You're rich. And if you know Jesus, you may still be thinking, no, you haven't convinced me I'm not rich. You haven't seen my account. The truth is if you have Jesus, you, the Bible says, you have everything. So even more than rich, you are eternally wealthy. You know what's amazing? I didn't even say this last time, but you know what's amazing? You have the prodigal son, right? You remember that story, the prodigal son, right? And prodigal doesn't mean bad. Prodigal means lavished. You have the lavished son, and you got the older brother. And the prodigal says, oh, I'm up, I'm out of this joint, forget this, you know, I'm going, I'm doing what I want. So he goes to his dad, says, Dad, give me everything that's coming to me. He was only supposed to get that when dad died. So basically, it's like he's looking at his dad and saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. I don't care about you. 
Give me my inheritance. You're only good for the money you put in my pocket. I'm going to go blow it. Yeah, see you. Peace out. That was really what was going on. And he gets up out of there, and he blows his money. And he finds himself in a pig's pen. He finds himself wanting to eat the very stuff that the pigs were eating. Like wanting. He was desiring that. I grew up on a farm. I used to feed pigs. It was one of my jobs. That's not good, man, because they slobber all over everything, and they'll eat anything. He was longing for the very, he was so broke, he was so broken, life had, life had literally sucked it all out of him, and he was literally at a place where, you know what? He learned a lesson that money couldn't satisfy. It could bring some friends till it ran out, and then they ran out too, and he was broken at that place, and he comes back to his dad, and his dad totally takes him back. Totally takes him back. Then the, the older brother says this. The older brother, he gets all upset. He stayed there. He's worked on the farm. He's been obedient. He's been respectful. He's done everything. And dad throws his other son a party. And this is really, really messing with the older brother. Because he's kind of black and white, right? Like everything, everything's black or white. Everything across, across the T's, dot the I, everything I'm doing, trying to do everything, all that stuff. And then he says to his dad, you never threw me a party. And the, the father says, man, all this was yours already. This was already all yours. What's mine is yours. That's really how it is with Jesus. Not only do we pass from death to life with Jesus, but with Jesus, everything is ours. And so it doesn't matter if you only have $5 in the account because God can make a way when there seems there's no way. My old preacher used to say, Tim, he'd say, you know what? You live for God. And when man won't feed you, ravens will. About, oh, Elijah. God will take care of you. God can do a miracle. God can do anything. God, God can get Peter out of prison. God can get you out of your prison. Look at this scripture real quick. Verse nine. When down and outers get a break, cheer. It's really talking about the poor here. The poor. When they get a break, cheer. You know any down and outers? Are you... Who, let me ask, ask you this question. Who are you celebrating? Who got the promotion you wanted? Or who's in, the, in route to getting the promotion you really want? And that's hard for you, right? Cheer, celebrate. That's a great antidote for jealousy is to celebrate other people's successes. I'd write that down if I were you. It's a great antidote for jealousy. Celebrate other people's successes. Like, that's where I want to be. Celebrate where they are. And maybe you may end up there too. Don't be jealous. Oh, I wish I would. Don't envy. Don't covet. Celebrate. Cheer, the Bible says. And when the arrogant rich, whoo, that's just two words, man. Mm, that's just hard to swallow. When the arrogant rich are brought down to size, cheer. Now listen, don't, don't get messed up yet. Stay with me. Prosperity, reading from the message, prosperity is a short-lived as a wild flower, so don't ever count on it. I want you to understand something, that, that there's nothing spiritual about being poor. There's, there's not, being poor doesn't make you spiritual, and there's nothing sinful about being rich. Everywhere we go, we have it, right? You go, you go to a third world country on a mission trip, and, and, and we see poverty, and it breaks our heart. Never forget, first time I went to Costa Rica and, and saw such poverty. I never, ever seen poverty like that. I mean, like a shack. Not, like not even something as nice as you get at Home Depot or I'm talking about a little shed. 
not, not like that. Like they had a they had a, a, a gallon of milk. Like they had that, and they had chicken wire, and that was up. That was part of the roof. Then they had a chair missing a leg, and that was somehow strewn up there all together. That was and they were so poor, so poor. And I remember just weeping and and being so. Do you remember that? You remember your first mission trip, or you remember your first your first aha moment when God opened your eyes to how rich you really are, how much we have that we take for granted. Remember that? God says here that that prosperity is a short-lived. And it's kind of like this, that the sun rises and the sun, the scorching heat, withers the grass. The Bible says that, 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 look at it, Even, even the flowers, look what the Bible says here. It says, you know that as soon as the sun rises, pouring down its scorching heat, the flower withers, its petals wilt, and before you know it, that beautiful face is a barren stem. Well, that's the picture of the prosperous life. At the very moment everyone is looking on in admiration, it fades away to nothing. You know what I know about Americans? I know that we all want to be prosperous, right? We all want to live the American what is the American dream? Health, wealth, and happiness, right? And there's nothing wrong for wanting to be successful. There's nothing wrong with that unless you want that more than you want God. Money is not wrong. You have to have money. Proverbs talks a lot about money. And we've been challenging you guys, this whole series on wisdom. Read. If you don't know how to read your Bible, if you don't know where to start, I get that. I was there. Listen, if you don't know, read a proverb a day. What did we say? What was the phrase that pays? Anyone remember? A proverb a day keeps stupidity away. So today, what is today? Is today 28? 28? Read Proverbs 28 today. Read it slowly. Have a highlighter. Have a pen. Mark what jumps out at you. You're like, oh, I need that. That's helpful. Mark it. Highlight it. Think about it. Um, Joshua 1.8, only place in the Bible where success is mentioned. <clears throat> Frankie, can you get me water, please? <clears throat> only place where it's mentioned. And thank you, Tyler. Thank you so much. And, and what, um, what it says there is that, you know what? If you will meditate on God's word day and night, the Bible says God will make you prosper, and then God will give you good success. Stand up if you want good success. Do y'all want good success? I want good success. I'm going to stand up. Right? Then put your mind in the Word of God. It doesn't mean you got to wake up at 3 a.m. and read Leviticus backwards, pray for six hours, and then go to work without breakfast. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that you create time. You create margin to have the most important meeting of the day. And that's you and God. And you know what? tell you something so powerful. It changed my life. In that moment that you create with God, start with 10 minutes. Start with the word. You don't have to pray long. You know what happened? When you get just you, when you get under El Shaddai's shadow, when you spend that time with God, you know what will happen? God's presence will meet you there. Anyone feel God's presence here today? Anyone felt God's presence? Oh, I felt it. I know he's here. You know what happened? The Bible says that when we spend time with him, that he fills us with joy. If you're discouraged, if you're tired, or if you're weak, the secret to getting out of that is getting into God. 
because in his presence is fullness of joy. And the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our... So if you don't have strength, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, Jesus said, come to me, all you that are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you... Thank you, may be seated. My anniversary was April 10th, celebrated 14 years, and um, um, I went here to Flowerama, and I got a rose for my wife, just one. We, we um, put some, some money other places, and I want you to think I'm cheap, right? It just, it just got her one, but um, I got her a rose, and uh, man, I gave it to her, and I was like, baby, I love you, and man, it just smelled so good, and I, I love it. That roses are beautiful, aren't they? How many like flowers? All right. All right. How many ladies like flowers? You like flowers? Men, pay attention. Fiancés, you better pay attention. Like flowers. My wife, like, she likes flowers. She'll take flowers. But flowers, like, not her love language. You know what I'm saying? She's not a gift. She's like acts of service. Honeydew list, right? No. So, she, you know, so I, get her, I get her this flower. And, um, and she loved it. She took it out. She put it there. Well, yesterday we came home. We came home from our trip. My in-laws watched our kids for three days, and then they left. <laughs> it was, I was like, man, y'all are awesome. They watched them for three kids all week. That was amazing, man. I'm like, thank y'all. And they had so much fun, but uh, three kids will wear you out all week, right? And, and I look over at the kitchen sink, and there I see what once was this was now this. I was just laying there like this. This isn't that pretty, right? Like, you wouldn't want to give this to, I'm like, yeah, like, I love you. I really, I got something special for you. I got you. Yeah, like, this probably wouldn't go over too well, right? Like, this doesn't speak of value. It, it may if, if boy, that mean, but you, you don't give that away. You give this away. This is what's a beauty. This is what's attractive. But you know what? Over time, this is going to look like this. Isn't that true? You know something? Prosperity smells good. Prosperity looks good. Everyone wants it. But one day, prosperity would just be this. See the value? It'd just be, it'd just be this. If, if all you live for is for what this world has to offer, it'll just be this. But you know what? If you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invest the rest of my life or the best of my life. I'm going to invest the best of my life. Say that with me. I'm going to invest the best of my life the rest of my life. Let's put it together. I'm going to invest the best of my life for the rest of my life. If you will do that, then one day, long, long time from now, this will still be this. Because the Bible says, store your treasures in heaven, where the bugs can't get, where rust can't, you know, you can get a nice car. Don't you? I, I like new, new cars, right? They're cool. Um, I, I've had my bike since 01 and our two vehicles since 03. And, and, but there's something about, like, when you get that new car, something about the new car smell, right? You get in there, and you know, I mean, it's just good, right? But you know, like, three years later, that car doesn't smell like that, does it? It doesn't have that. I mean, it just doesn't have that. It, you don't smell the leather. You know, you smell your kid's chicken nugget, you know, from a month ago that fell between the seat. You know, that's what you smell. It's just not the same, right? And that car that used to be like, if I could just get the car, you know, the, if I could just get that, you know, and then it's just, you know, you drive around the dirty thing, you know, and it's, it's like really need a bath, you know. Isn't it funny how the value switch and it changes? And what this text is about is saying this, listen, 
Nothing, nothing wrong with having money. But keep money here. Don't keep money here. Don't let money, money needs to be in your mind. Proverbs talks about it all the time. Don't let money overtake your heart. Like that Spider-Man 3 movie, right? Spider-Man, you see, it starts changing. All of a sudden, it starts taking all the way. It takes him over. Oh, man, the black Spider-Man, right? It's like crazy. All of a sudden, man, it's just, whoa, right? You know what? Money can do the same thing. The Bible says the love of money is what? The root of all evil. It doesn't say money is evil. It says it's the love of money is the root of all evil. So here's your challenge today. My challenge for you today, we'll close. My challenge is that you lay up, put up treasures in heaven, man. Take your money and leverage it, invest it. Get eternal dividends, right? If you're, if you're into stocks and bonds and you got mutual funds and IRA and you have a portfolio and you're investing, you should be, and that's great. You're wise. Nothing wrong with that. Do it. But the greatest investment pays eternal dividends because what we do here on earth echoes in eternity. What we do here on earth echoes in eternity. When you go to Starbucks and you see that guy that rides a bike, I see him all the time. He's sitting there talking to himself. Dennis is his name. He couldn't hear real well. And he's the least of these. He's the least of these. No one wants to sit down and talk with him. No one wants to be near him. No one wants to smell him. When you go over and you buy him a frappuccino, latte, you put it and you just give it to him and say, man, God loves you. Whatever you did to the least of these, you did unto me. That's eternal dividends, eternal value, eternal consequences. When you send a kid to camp, when you say, you know what, I'm going to send one of our students to camp. I'm not going to buy a donut. And buy a donut. That's great. They're Krispy Kreme. You know, man, in that temptation. And so you're just going to do that, you know. When you help do that, or we've had people write checks and say, how much is it for camp? I'm going to send a couple students. When you do that, you're laying up for yourself like a layup. You are laying up for yourself treasures in heaven that will not be taken away. And ain't no, ain't no U-Haul after a hearse. Never seen it. Never seen a hearse with a U-Haul behind it. Never seen it. And what the Bible is saying is that poor and rich alike, they're both going to die, and they're both going to not take the things with them. You're poor, and you only have $2, you ain't taking $2 with you. If you're rich, and you got $20 billion, you're not taking $20 billion with you. And by the way, it's appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment is what the Bible says. And so you're both going to die unless Jesus comes back, and you're both not going to take your money, little or a lot, with you. So do something now. Make your life matter now. Make it count now. That's why, you, you know, um, and this is, not a, this, this, this is not about this church wants your money. This is not that. This is about one day when Jesus reveals your life, it not being wood, hay, and stubble and burning up, and you got nothing. You had everything on earth, but you got nothing now. You in heaven, your apartment's bare. You got a mansion, just no furniture, right? You see what I'm saying? Like we stayed, we stayed in, in, uh, in Orlando at this place. And, and the thing that we didn't do, and I'll close with this. The thing that we didn't do is we, we didn't go to Sherman Williams and buy expensive paint. We stayed at this hotel. We didn't do that. But we didn't go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy stuff to make the place even nicer. Why didn't we do that? 
because we are staying there for a week because that's it's really not even ours like we're going to be leaving so why would we invest our money in something that really doesn't matter are you with me but our house oh yeah we'll fix up our house yeah we'll do why see the difference and what what this passage I believe with all my heart what it's saying is that eternity matters so leverage today leverage your wealth leverage your money today leverage your time today for the kingdom of God so that one day you won't say I wish I had one day you'll say thank God I did I read this and um, and I'm, I'm done many of you no doubt are Alabama fans in here today. <laughs> we like college football here. Um, let's see if I can find this. Coach Bear Bryant was an incredible football coach. Would you agree with me? He uh, won some championships, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty successful guy. Here the... Uh, I didn't even read that. Oh, yeah. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Near the end of his life, I want you to listen to something he said. One of his players um, had had started an FCA, and um, he asked Bear Bryant to come kind of be a part of it. In early January of 1983, Coach Bryant attended our National Coaches Convention at the Biltmore Hotel in L.A. After the awards luncheon, I was sitting alone at a table going over my notes for my afternoon presentation that I had to make. Coach Bear Bryant came over and sat down next to me with a very intense look on his face. He said, Grant, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you what I'd do differently if I could do it all over again. (laughs) I thought, what, install the wishbone sooner? Would, Would you run a different type of defense? Would you treat your coaches and players differently? Then he said to me, Grant, I would let everybody know that I'm a Christian. I am one, and I didn't tell them. Listen to the, listen to the next sentence, and we'll close our eyes. Three weeks later, Coach Bryant died. i never forget my last visit with him. I'm not dissing on Coach Bear Bryant. I'm thinking he's a great leader, great football coach. I'm thinking he probably could teach us something, even being yet dead. I think the Bible says he speaks, right? The Bible says, right, it's in Hebrews, being dead, he still speaks. I think the, that statement speaks today to say, you know what? He had the prosperous life. He had championships. He had everything he ever wanted. I mean, he, that man could go anywhere. He, he was worshipped, Right? made Alabama legendary icon and three weeks before he died he confessed I wish I would have told everyone I was a Christian I I wish I would have leveraged my life for eternity my life for eternity we sometimes think that our life we forget that it's not eternity it's our life It's eternity.